I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. I don't have a smartphone. And you know what? I don't care. I don't want a smartphone. My Lady Wonder Wench and I have the last dumb phones in our zip code. All they do is make phone calls. Can you imagine? I like the fact that other people's smartphones can't text me because I like sitting here in my big, comfortable, manly, black leather papa chair in my living room, just entertaining myself with visions of sugar plums and my lady wonder wench dancing in my head. See, like most Louie Louie generation guys who have real flesh and blood lives, I really don't need to have my phone constantly connected to every other phone or computer in the universe, like the pimple people and the dreary drones. If you don't know about the pimple people and the dreary drones, please pick up a copy of my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot. Shameless plug, it's on Amazon.com. But listen, there is obviously a lot to be said for the virtual reality world. I mean, it makes a lot of good stuff happen. I go to the movies, I enjoy that, I like watching YouTube sometime, love reading books and stuff, but I am a steak and potatoes kind of guy, and there is no way I am going to let some virtual reality eat away at the flesh and blood life that I love. See, I think it's dangerously easy to fall into that kind of trap, you know, swapping some kind of substitute for the real thing. I was complaining just a few podcasts ago about the way lots of people pronounce the word February. It's February, not February, okay? It's February, like brewski. It's not February, like buski. I don't want to drink a buski. So I got this email from a uh, proud podcast person by the name of Jack who said, February is considered an acceptable alternative pronunciation. So I sent him an email back. I said, Jack, that is like saying bottle feeding is considered an acceptable alternative to breastfeeding. Maybe by some, but not by me. See, that's one of the benefits of being a member of the Louis Louis generation. It's called Been There, Done That. I was weaned when I was a little kid, but uh, later on I kind of regressed. And I like it. <laughs> I also like the simple sound of a human voice. Yeah, so friends are always welcome to call me on my dumb phone. Hello, be right with you. I'm doing a podcast, okay? Hang on. I am not going anywhere near that thing they call the cloud either. See, I'm a pilot and I am instrument rated, so I am allowed to fly in the clouds. But I don't like flying in clouds. Clouds often contain ice and thunderstorms. I flew into a thunderstorm once. I didn't know it was there. I will not do it again. There are still dents in the wings of my little plane from the experience, and there are still lumps in the top of my head where it was banging against the cockpit ceiling, and that's not kidding. A friend of mine, 
flew his small plane into a cloud containing ice once, and fortunately for him, he got out in time. See, I have a feeling that people will eventually hack into the computer cloud with uh, similar thunderstorm and ice results for every smartphone or, or computer that is trapped in there. And there's actually a psychological description for people whose smartphones are always connected. It's, it's simply called the always connected syndrome. And you know what? I think that's exactly wrong. I think the more connected the phones become, the less connected the people are to the world around them. I think people get stuck in the virtual reality world because they're bored with the, the meat reality world that they really live in. See, I can never understand how people can get bored. I was a therapist for a long time, and when I took a client's history, I always asked people what they did for fun. And I was amazed at how many people looked at me and said, oh, not much, there's nothing much to do. Now, I was a therapist in New York City. Not much to do? <laughs> there's always something happening in New York. Of course, a lot of it is unsolved, but come on, nothing to do? Actually, you know, it's impossible to do nothing. Doing nothing is doing something. Think about it. If you've been working too hard, doing nothing can be very good for you. You're always doing something, even if it's just being bored. And I'm not talking about watching stuff they say is must-see TV. Because you know what? There is no such thing. Take a hint from TV itself. When you watch TV, you never see people on the shows who are watching TV. Some people even have TVs in their bedroom. You know what? I think that means some people will look at anything rather than look at each other. Come on. Look at an actual person. You might enjoy yourself. <laughs> if you can't enjoy yourself, maybe you can enjoy the person you're looking at. Who knows? Dicks to tails, a bunch of totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's messing up your meat reality and you can just log off for a while. Smart guys in the white lab coats tell us that the outer ears of no two humans are exactly alike and this distinction could serve as a better means of identification than fingerprints. Now all we have to do is see to it that criminals always drag the sides of their heads all over the crime scene, right? If the answer is E-I-E-I-OW, what is the question? Think about it. If the answer is E-I-E-I-OW, what is the question? I'll tell you in a minute. Other smart guys in white lab coats tell us that if you hook up Jell-O to an EEG machine, it registers movement nearly identical to the average human brain. And I think that might explain why some of those guys in Congress won election. Oh yeah, if the answer is E-I-E-I-O, the question is, what did old McDonald say when he was getting a vasectomy? <laughs> All right, yeah, it's a little vague, but uh, you know, as my friend Demuel always says, I think you get the point. Richard. Takes the tails, they take your mind off your mind. Why let yourself get so bored that you let your smartphone suck you into a virtual reality life? 
Come on, if you're leading a comfortable middle-class life with occasional upgrades to business class, why not use your spare time to help the community? Join a volunteer fire department. Help out at a hospital. Big Louie says you might consider donating your services to the temporary relief of underprivileged local nymphomaniacs. <laughs> Big Louie's a troublemaker. I have a story, though, about a woman who got so tired and bored that she is letting herself get lost in a very dangerous virtual imaginary world. The voices in the other room are quiet and intense. You're almost sure the woman just said your name. You're trying not to listen. But how can you help yourself? You put them together. On purpose. She's an artist and a friend of yours. That's why you invited her for the weekend. She makes a very good living working as a graphics consultant. But her real passions are oil painting, pottery, and passion itself. You've been there, you've seen her eyes slowly close as she shapes the glistening wet pottery clay between her fingers. It's so personal and so sensual that you feel like you shouldn't be watching. You've seen the small droplets of sweat form just above her lips when she's working on the painting that she calls The Lover's First Night. If you were a man, you'd give anything for just a few minutes of that kind of hot, tender lust. You've been married for ten years now. You two were just kids. Now you have kids of your own. Your husband works very hard and very long hours. He's a chef. He's a good man. And he takes good care of you and the kids. You're taking a few years off from your career as a speech therapist to bring up the kids. It's a calculated risk with the way school budgets have been going. But the youngest isn't even a year old yet, and... Being there for these first vital formative years is more important to you than the money. For the last couple of years, it seems like both you and your husband have been constantly tired. It's not surprising with how tight your schedules have been. The one time you've had sex in the last year was when you got pregnant again. That's why you've enjoyed knowing your artist friend so much. She seems so energetic and vital and so sexy. You've tried to learn how to be that way again from watching her. And it seems to be working a little, certainly is tonight. Listening to those quietly intense voices in the other room. You said you had to get up early, so you were going to bed. You told your husband to stay up and entertain her. And you don't hear their voices anymore. Is it really true that the biggest risk is really never taking a risk? 
Or is that only true in some virtual reality game? I guess she's going to find out. The story is called Painting, Poetry, and Passion. It's from my Night Connections 2 spoken word CD. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast, or if you want a fresh copy, please go back to DickSummer.com, check out the Night Connections icon on the homepage. Also, if you like these podcasts, I'd appreciate it if you tell a couple of friends, because, you know, it's always nice to have some real friends in a real life. I don't know how anybody can be bored when there are so many problems to be solved and questions to be answered. For example, what's going on with your eyes? I mean, sometimes on a train, I will look directly at the back of the neck of the guy in front of me, and and pretty soon, if I do that long enough, he's going to reach around and start scratching his neck. And sometimes, he'll actually turn around. So the question is, how come he knows I've been watching him, huh? How come there's always one wacky wheel on every supermarket shopping cart? It's got to be a reason. What makes people push the elevator button two or three times, and usually the third time they really punch it, you know? How come there are no Thanksgiving carols? Why do we laugh? Why do we cry? How come when we really get into a laughing fit, we sometimes start to cry? You can't get bored. Come on. I think it's mostly boredom with their flesh and blood lives that makes... A lot of people get so lost in the virtual reality on their smartphones. And in my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot, Big Louie, the chief mustard cutter of the Louie Louie generation, says, You never have to get bored. If you're a woman who's waiting for the right guy to come along, great. But why not have some fun with the wrong guys while you're waiting, huh? And guys, if deep inside you know that you're really boring... When you tell at least 10 real-life girls today that you're so boring, they should kiss you if they want to calm down. (laughs) Hey, you know what? I'm really kind of concerned that if all of our phones get completely connected with each other, I don't think they're going to need us. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.